0: To heaven and thank Him tonight and say, Lord, we are grateful for your mercies that endure it forever. Let's thank Him and say, Lord, we are grateful for the month of June, our month of greatness. Today is 28th day of June 2023. It has been because of His mercy that we are not consumed let's thank him for his mercies, for his grace, for his love, for his kindness, and for all that he has done in our life. Let the living soul appreciate him tonight and say Lord, we are sincerely grateful. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. Where you Yahweh. Father, tonight we worship you. We give you all the praises. We thank you because you are good. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for Johnny mercy. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the living waters. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for answer prayer. Thank you for daily provision. Thank you, Lord, for divine connection. Thank you for help that is from above. Thank you, Lord, for unlimited provision that we receive every day. That it will be exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, tonight. Lord, we are grateful. And we are thanking you tonight for your mercies that endure it forever. Thank you for your everlasting love. Your banner over us is love. Father, we appreciate you. Be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And His since say, "Believing, Amen." Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. You are welcome to tonight, fellowship. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. That's what we are reading tonight. This is the last Wednesday in the month of uh, greatness. And all of us will be great in Jesus' name. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. May you enter that marvelous light in Jesus' name. We have not been called out to be pitied by others. We have been called out to shine. We have been called to show forth his praise. We have been called to show forth his light. Let me tell your neighbors, I have not called to show pity or to be pitied upon or to show forth the praises of God, to give testimony and to reveal his marvelous lights. I am out of darkness into his shining light and I'm going to shine forever in the name of Jesus. Any time we are talking about greatness, we are talking about a life that is shining, a life that's radiating is glory, and that's what your life will be in the name of Jesus. Are you saying Amen? Very well. We also read Matthew chapter five, verse fourteen, that says, "A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden." A city, say, you are the light of the world. You are a city that is set on a hill, and you cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. That means you are going to be great. They say a golden fish has no hiding spot. It must just shine. If you're a golden fish in the river, you must shine. And that's why you must shine and redate his glory. And may you redate his glory in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 43 verse 7 says, I've called you out to show forth his glory. And I believe that wherever you go, you are going to show forth his glory in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is created by me has been called for my glory. Created for my glory. I have formed him. Yes, I have formed him. Say, God has formed me for his glory, and I'm going to radiate his glory in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we have been emphasizing for the past 30 days. And if you are still asking, where is the answer to my glory? It's in all these scripture that we have learned. If you pee to the act very soon the whole world will come to your light. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Darkness may cover the people. Gross darkness the people, but the light of God shall be seen upon you. He says, Gentiles will come to your light. May they come to your light in Jesus' name. May you shine effortlessly in the name of Jesus. Say, believing, Amen. amen. Pathway to greatness. I'm going to give you again three tonight that will help you to shine and become great in life. Write it down. Number one, It's a responsibility. Accepting responsibility is the number one way to greatness. One of the reasons why people don't become great in life is because they give excuses a lot. And the Bible makes us to understand that people that give excuses, they don't go far in life. Matthew chapter 22 verses 1 to 10 talk about the kingdom of God. If you read verses 1 to 5 for time's sake, he said the kingdom of God is like a feast that is prepared for men. But all of them began to make excuses. Not one consider eating important. You know, you can give excuse even for not eating. You are invited for honor and you refuse to go. And that's why at times, even where people are meant to be blessed, they have a reason for not being there. Why are you not there? I'm just feeling like not going. That was the way they felt. All of them have one reason or the other for not attending. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage feast for his son and invited dignitaries, people that are worthy, but none of them considered that invitation as important. They said, it is not important for me to attend. They began to give excuses. And they now say go to the highway and bring the unworthy. Unworthy people can become great. when worthy people refuses to attend invitation to responsibility. The greatest price you can pay to become great in life, or maybe the easiest, is to be responsible for whatever God has committed into your hand. That is why at times, position is not given to people that are capable, but people that are available. Affiliability is more important than capability. In fact, some people wonder why God uses sinners. You say, why would God use sinners? Why would God use somebody that just given his life to Christ? It's because the person is available and responsible more than those people that are speaking in tongues. If you want to be great, you must be up and doing. You must be responsible to the assignment and the commitment that God has given unto you. Everywhere in the Bible, God talks about responsibility. You are not just being busy doing nothing. You are busy keeping your posts responsible to your assignment. 1st King chapter 20 verse 40. He said, and the king said to me, keep this man. If he escaped, life will be for his life. He said, while I was busy here and there, the man escaped. I was not responsible. He said, you have decreed your own judgment and then the, king, the king of Israel said to him, so shy your judgment be as you yourself, you have decided it. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. I wasn't responsible for a man that was kept in my custody. I wasn't responsible for the office that was given to me. I wasn't responsible for the assignment that was given to my hand. And before I knew what was happening, I was not doing what I was supposed to do. And the man escaped, and he said, "If the man escaped, your life will be for his life." And you know what happened? The prophet removed his garments and said, "That is what the Lord is saying concerning you. You are not responsible as a king. You have let the Lord enemy escape. Therefore, your throne will be for his throne." It was God that sent that message to that man. So God wants us to be responsible. He said, "I'm just an ordinary army officer in the field." And an officer brought a man to me and said, "Your assignment is to keep this man. If he escapes, you will die." He said, "But while I was busy here and there, the man escaped." He said, "You have decided that I'm going to kill you and remove his garment. say, that is your offense because you have allowed that man to go. Your throne has been taken away from you. God demands responsibility from. If I preach every other thing this month and I don't talk about you being responsible, I've not preached anything." Responsibility is your price for greatness. If you are going to be great in life, you must be responsible. And the higher you go, the more responsibility is attached to you, and the more important it is your responsibility. Luke chapter 12, verse 37. Luke chapter 12, verse 37 says, Guard your lion, do what God has given to you. If he is that servant, when his master will come, he will find so doing responsible. He will rise up and serve them. Bless are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. As surely I say to you that he will guide himself and them and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. God honor those people that are responsible. That's what he's saying. If you are busy doing what he has committed to you. God will honor you," he said. "Those who that honor me, I will honor. Those who that count me not important, I will also not count them as important." You wonder why so many people are struggling, having answers, having their prayer answers, having issues settled? It's because in their hearts, God is not in their priority. And when you are not responsive to what God has given to you, God will not also be responsive to you. Somebody say, "Am I sure about that?" Yes, he told that to Eli, First Samuel. 2 Samuel Samuel, chapter 1. He said, those who that honor me, I will honor. Those who that lightly esteem me, I will abase. So, number one thing is to be responsible. There is nothing too little for you to do for God. There is nothing too little. The most important thing is that you must be responsible in what God has given to you. You are an anusia. Make sure you are doing it very well. Be responsible. Zachariah, the father of John, was given an assignment to pray at a particular time in the temple. His duty was to enter the holies of holy, And that day was a day of encounter for him. As he entered thinking he was doing service to go and to the people. The Lord appeared to him concerning his own need in the temple. Who knew the assignment that God has given to you? Everyone that was called or blessed or raised in the Bible. They were busy doing something for God. In fact God made them at the place of the assignment. In other words they were responsible for the little that was committed into their hand. The Bible says if you are faithful in little, you shall be faithful in much. If you are unfaithful, that is, if you are not responsible for the little assignment that is given to you, God will not commit to your trust. The true riches, and the true riches is greatness, is anointing, is promotion. He said, if you are not faithful in that which is little, he will not give you another thing. What is he saying? You must be responsible Whatever it is given to you. Responsibility is a price. For greatness. Let all of us be responsible. If you take up an assignment. Do it well. As unto the Lord. And not unto men. And the one that sees in secret. He will reward you openly. Because God. is a God of knowledge. And by him. Actions are well. He sees the heart of men. He know what is going on. And if you count him not important. He also notice that. So you must most responsible for the assignment that God has given unto you. May the Lord make us responsible in the name of Jesus. Number two thing that is important for greatness is your giftings or your gifts. Proverbs 18, verse 16. Proverbs 18, verse 16. The gift of a man. Make a way for him. And bring him before great men. Make him great. A man's gift makes room for him. And brings him before great men. A man's gift. What is this gift? Could be talent. Could be resources. Could be treasure. Could be something that God has given to you. That's the exactly what makes you a great personality. Your gift. You must follow whatever gift God has given to you. A man's gift make a way for him and bring him before great men. And you know, unbelievers don't play with the gift that God has given to them there is no shyness. If they know how to dance, they dance anyhow. If they know how to sing, they sing anyhow. That's why it's also very important that whatever you know how to do, you must do it very well. Use your talents very well. There's a song they used to sing in the Yoruba. They say, That's why as long as you live, your gift and your talent, they are your highways to greatness. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 8 says, A gift is like a precious stone in the eyes of anyone that has it. A gift is a precious stone in the eyes of his possession. Wherever he turneth it, the Bible says it prosper him. Your gift brings in prosperity and greatness. The gift is like a precious stone in the eyes of anyone that has it. If you have a gift, you are already blessed. Wherever you turn it, it will prosper you. That's why I see somebody that you consider an ordinary person. And when he stand up to them, you just be laughing. Because naturally, he's gifted in that area. Don't struggle. Operate in the area of your giftings. Operate in the areas of your gifting. The gift of God in your life is without repentance. What God has given you, he has given it to you. And that your gift will take you to places of honor. It happens in the church. It happens even in the world among the unbeliever. People that people will not recognize. But because of their giftings, they are honored. They are honored. The only reason why we are despised is because we are gifted. Yet we refuse to honor our, our giftings. Honor whatever God has given to you. Whatever it is that God has given to you, use it. The moment you begin to operate in the area of your gifts, you become great in life. Matthew 25 chapter 14 verse 14, he gave them talent and said, do business with this till I come. Matthew chapter 19 verse 13, the Bible says, occupy till I come. Occupy with this your talent till I come. And the Bible says when he returned, he has them how much they have traded with. And people that did well, he rewarded them double their talent, and give them more. And say, those who do have, more will be given unto them. So the person that refused to use his talent, he took that what belonged to him and gave it to another man. You know, that's how life operates. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. The rich get richer by their gifts. The poor get poorer by despising what they have. And eventually they give what they have to the rich. Because even when you have that thing, you refuse to use it. He says, it's not important. This you see how it operates? Matthew 25, verse 29. To him that has more will be given to him and he will have abundance. To him that has not, even what he has and is not using, will be taken away from him without knowing. That's the principle of the kingdom. So don't ask me, why is it that those people are getting richer, getting richer. Don't you know that it's easier to have second car if you have one car? Are you using it well? Yes, it's easier. And somebody does not have anyone, you don't have any any car. When you use your gifts, the gifts of a man, make a room for him and bring him before great men. Take him to a greater height. For to everyone who asks, more will be given and we have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he asks will be taken away. If you refuse to use your gifts, you will die poor. That's what he's saying. If you refuse to use your gifts, you will die poor. Whatever gifts God has given to you, you must use it to become a great personality tomorrow, you must use your gift and talent. Gifts could be divine endowment that God has given to you, that you operate naturally with. All resources that God has given to you, that come to you naturally. You must use it. And don't feel apologetic when you are expressing your gift. Use your gift. If you are born a teacher, you know, teach, let everybody know it. And we even see recently that even somebody said you can cook for 100 hours. And I say, How will somebody be standing and be cooking? And they said she received her word. And uh, my wife told me that almost everything is now a gift. To Even if you know how to sleep, it's a gift. You can hit a bar and not drink water for two hours. It has become a gift. <laughs> At the time I see this thing, I just skip. I say, What are you talking to? Anything, anything you can do. I say, somebody said he can sleep for two hours. I don't know. For one week, I mean, eh? for two weeks without waking up. He said he has a gift of sleeping. He somebody to come and watch me when I'm sleeping. I can sleep for two weeks without waking up. Come and watch me and give me a word. Please, I'm not trying to neutralize what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that your gift is important. It's an important factor to your greatness. And you discover that when you are operating your gift, you seem to be doing it without much energy. When you are doing something without much energy, it shows you can do actually do much more than the requirement. You can exceed other people that are struggling. You can exceed them. It does not matter the discouragement. Once there is a gift in your life, you are just blessed. You are just blessed. Some of you are praying for, praying for God to answer your prayer. And God is saying, I have answered your prayer with your gifts. I have answered your prayer with your gifts. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Number one is what? responsibility number one number two is your gift number three is compassion and love matthew chapter 9 when jesus looked at the crowd he had compassion on them jesus had compassion on them because they were weak they were fainting they were scattered they were like sheep without shepherd the compassion of jesus propelled him to love humanity never you op- operate in a place where there's no compassion and love. Compassion and love will help you to become great in life. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now let me tell you something. All of you Look at me. Let me tell you something very carefully tonight. You may not like it, but it's the truth. One of the reasons why people are poor is because they are wicked. If you are poor, check it. You may actually be wicked in your heart without knowing. God will always give you opportunity to help somebody. It could be the rich, it could be the weak. If you are full of compassion, you are going to be great in life. So many people are poor because they don't want to help another person. Deep inside them, they know that if they work for somebody, they are helping him, and they refuse to work. They say, uh, because uh, if I walk, how many people will hit? Uh, what will I do? And um, they will remain at the same spot. They don't know that why they are not walking. They are also killing themselves. So many people are not doing well today because they lack compassion. They lack love. For humanity and for people around them. God will always give you an opportunity to invest or to help people. Jesus came with the message of love. Even to the sinners. To people that are unworthy. And the Bible says the crowd follow him. His compassion led him to healing ministry. His compassion led him to his preaching. The Bible says he taught differently. Not as, as Sadducees and Pharisees. He was a unique man. And let me tell you something. You don't need to be great to have compassion. I watched a clip about how they were trying to invite people for an interview. And on the way to that interview they opened the tap and they were watching people that were coming for employment, whether one of them will go there and turn off the tap to run and people were passing, I don't care, it's not my water if they like, let it run and somebody looked back and say, "Ah, this water is running let me have it and he just off the water and move on, I said why did you do that I just consider that you are wasting light that's why I decided to do it and they said you are the one that is qualified the art of man is desperately wicked. And where there is wickedness without love, there must be poverty. Behind greatness is a spirit of compassion and love. I know you don't like it when people are selling, but when people are selling all manner of products can actually be a way of helping. Some people may have money and they will keep it in the bank. I don't want to use it. You don't like business people. What about people that have the money and they just save it for their children and the children unborn? I don't want to help any person. Will you know that they have money? You don't want to work for anybody. You don't want to work for anybody because you feel that if you work for them, they will make you rich. What about the experience also you will gain by working for them? What about the experiences? can you actually quantify the value of the experience you will gain and the connection you will gain? While you are helping others, you are also one way or the other, helping yourself. And at times when people are blessed, you can be jealous of them. But in Genesis 26, verse 22, the Bible says, Isaac dug another well and the people decided not to fight with him. And he said, now the Lord has made a rule for us. Now we are going to expand. You can only expand in a place of love. Not jealousy and envy. In a place where you have to appreciate your great. That's where you can expand. That's where you can expand. I met one elderly professor and he said to me, he has failed never to establish anything. He said, don't you see that most rich people want to do hotel or petrol station? Because any other thing that you do, People that you employ will feel that you are very rich and they want to steal a lot of things from you. Say so they don't have love and compassion at all. He so said that's one of the problems. In Nigeria, a one man in Ghana, a preacher, said he had discovered five businessmen in Ghana, and he said the amount of money they use on security to protect people from stealing their resources is more than the money they use to pay most of the workers. So you can interview so many other people. And see what is happening. Because we lack compassion. And love. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3 says. How beautiful. How blessed it is. For brethren to do it together in love. And in unity. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3. He says, it's like the oil of Aaron. Look at the old. How good and how pleasant. Put on verse 1 first. How good, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse 2 It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. Verse 3 It is like the dew of Ammon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. It's a place of love, unity, and compassion. That the Lord commanded the blessing. Where you can freely relate. Where you can freely enjoy your life. Where you can celebrate your money. Where you can be happy. Do you know even at times we can be in a church. Where we don't feel love. So people have a car. And they say I can't bring it to church. Because if I bring it to church it's going to be a problem. So people have testimony. They can't share it. Because instead of people who rejoice with them. They are envying them. They are saying I the only people. How can somebody grow in that kind of environment? So people have money, but they don't feel comfortable. Because instead of thanking God for them, you begin to envy them, fill with hatred for them and say, their testimony is not genuine. You begin to criticize them. So they keep it without saying it. God wants us to dwell in, with a spirit of compassion and spirit of love so that we can become great. The environment of love and compassion is what breeds greatness in us. That's what brings greatness in us. When I feel at home, I can actually expand and become become big. All of us must feel at home wherever we are. In a family where there is jealousy and envy, the wife or the husband cannot grow very well. In a church where there is envy and jealousy, the people in the church cannot grow very well. There must be an atmosphere of freedom where we can express ourselves and buy things without people looking at us the other way around. I must not be thinking that I want to buy something. I say, what would people think? Then I won't be able to buy anything. I'll be thinking about you. Or maybe you are thinking about me. That is not the will of God. The will of God is that we dwell in unity and in love. And we celebrate each other's successes and greatness. And I pray the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Three things that guarantee greatness, compassion, and love. Among us. Our giftings. Using our giftings for greatness. And number material responsibility. Rise upon your feet. This is Wednesday. The last Wednesday in the month of June. And I want us to raise our hands. And say father. I thank you. I'm grateful. For this month of greatness. I refuse to be small. I will be responsible. I will use my giftings lord I will create a spirit of love and compassion around me in the mighty name of Jesus that's what guarantees greatness in life that's what guarantees greatness we must be compassionate we must be loving that is what we guarantee genuine greatness come with compassion for humanity you love people Jesus loved the people so much not only people that follow him he says all souls are mine us who belong to him not criticizing people but loving them genuinely let's pray as a father we receive the spirit of compassion the spirit of love for our brethren lord help us in the mighty name of jesus the lord we are going to feel comfortable helping people serving people loving people and inspiring people in the mighty name of jesus we are going to be encouragers of many not discouragers in the mighty name of jesus i receive the spirit of love spirit of compassion in the name of jesus i receive it now in the name of jesus christ lord help me and help me to create an atmosphere of love and compassion around me and in my heart in the name of jesus that's how to be great in life if you have a large heart you are going to have a large room to grow lord i receive grace to be compassionate and to be loving at all times in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed raise your right hand to him and say father i will use my giftings in life i refuse to bury my talents in the name of jesus i will not be an unprofitable servant i will not be a wicked servant anyway i have the opportunity i'm going to deploy my talents the betterment of the kingdom for the development of order in the name of jesus i receive grace to use my giftings whatever you have given to me i will use it well and i will use it right in the name of jesus i will not bury my talents i will use it for your glory in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed now restless our two hands to us a say father Grace for responsibility, let it be upon me. I will not fail you, and I will not fail in my earthly assignment in the name of Jesus. I will be a responsible pastor, I'll be a responsible father, I'll be a responsible leader in the name of Jesus. Grace to be responsible in little things, grace to be responsible in the name of Jesus, to be found faithful in little things. In my assignment, Lord, that I receive it in the name of Jesus. No more excuses. I'm not beginning to make excuses. I will not be casting blame on others. I receive grace to be a responsible person, even in the church. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'll be responsible to our assignment. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. What happens when people are not responsible? Life becomes destroyed. Things become destroyed you see people are not doing what they're supposed to do because one person or the other is failing his assignments all of us must be up and doing whatever God has committed into your hand nothing must fail because you are doing it unto the Lord you are making sure that you are doing it with passion not that you are living and saying if it will work, let it work God is watching whatever God has committed into your hand nothing must be missing David said, the lion came up against the animal. A lion. I went after the lion. And spotted the lion. A bear came up against the animal that I was watching. I went after the bear. He said, this gula that is coming up against the people of God, I'm going to fight him. Let no man's heart fail him. That's responsibility. It is not title that makes a man responsible. Title does not create greatness. Title is just a symbol of responsibility title without responsibility will leave you frustrated you can carry title until you are worn out, it is not title they can call you anything what matter is that, are you doing what you are supposed to do are you doing what you are supposed to do in your assignment that is the most important because you will only be remembered for your commitment, what you have done while you are there Are you solving problem or you are creating problem? And do you know that uh, some people are saying that when some people want to leave, they will say, ah, thank God is leaving because they are creating problem more than solving problem. We are all made to solve problem. We are made to solve problem. Anytime you see a problem, your responsibility is to fix it. You fix it. What can I do concerning this? And in your own area, you are doing it. And you are giving glory to God for the opportunity He has given you to solve a problem. Because that is how to shine. The price of responsibility must be paid. You can't fold your hand and just become great. If you excuse yourself, you are excusing yourself from greatness. You will remember in life for the problem you solve and the problem you have created. Raise your hands to so heaven again say, Father, I will be responsible. In my assignments, I will not fail you. I receive grace not to fail you. In the name of Jesus, I will not give excuses. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to be responsible. Responsibility leads to greatness, and I'm going to be a responsible person. In my little assignments, I refuse to give excuses. Things must work in my hand, they must work in my hand. Whatever you have given to me, I am going to do it without any excuse. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Father, we are signing for greatness. And we receive grace to be responsible. To use our giftings for your kingdom. And to create an atmosphere of love and compassion. In the name of Jesus. None of us here, under the sound of my voice, will be small. We will be responsible. Thank you, Father. In Jesus name we have prayed. Amen. We are going to take the communion and we are going to profess upon ourselves e yeah, yeah, yeah.